Hey guys, Ian here. Um, so this is episode 55 of Dude and a Monkey, and um, what we thought was just going to be a little bit of recording turned into a fair bit. Um, so first off, apologies for the audio quality in some of the bits. This was recorded on a dictaphone, uh, and you know, um, two of the three sections were in... Uh, like kind of public places so uh you you can hear us and you know if if the sound quality does bother you you know <laughs> in the nicest possible way just don't listen really um also the section towards the end the well the last section uh where we're uh joined by dangerous jamie and chris burn um we had had quite a bit to drink so uh i know i'm not at my most eloquent even though mark is surprisingly so uh, it must be said uh oh and we're also joined by noel uh noel Miller as well i should say fucking hell um so yeah i mean it if if i don't know if anyone comes to dude and a monkey for like actual serious film reviewing or whatever probably not but uh i would say if you don't want to hear drunk people chatting, but also reviewing Jim Jarmusch's Only Lovers Left Alive, and also uh, the uh, Goblin show that we went to, uh, then, again, it might be an idea to switch off. But if you just want to hear us rambling and hopefully being somewhat entertaining, then listen on. Um, so basically, you know, y- you have been warned, but uh, yeah, there's that. And uh, the next show will be our Oscars commentary. Not too sure how it's gonna uh, how it's gonna work yet. I know Noel's gonna join us for it again, but um, beyond that, I I don't know if we're gonna edit it or anything. I think Mark's actually gonna take charge of that one, so it'll be up to him really. Um, and we'll be back with a normal show next week. And I will say actually, in the more drunk portion of the uh, show, uh, we actually kind of just talk about and decide what we're going to do for our next marathon so if you're interested in that listen on but uh yeah anyway so uh hopefully enjoy and uh we'll be uh, back with our oscars commentary uh sometime in the week cheers Yeah, yeah. Um, 
like that, but maybe, you know, I don't think at the same time as you have to scratch Lego out. I think that voice kind of makes sense. I think that has been the forefront of it. Yeah, I think that probably makes sense as to the timing of the release of the trailer as well. Yeah. You know, but, um, yeah, I mean, not much action in there. You know, it's, really, it's just an introduction, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's just an introduction the characters. Yeah, yeah, I imagine we'll probably get another trailer when Captain America comes out anyway, so, yeah, like, it would make sense, wouldn't it?
right, so we'll be uh, back in a minute. We're going to do a little bit of what we watch. What we watch, yeah, we'll do a bit of what we watch. We're going to have in our ample hotel room. Nice. We'll be naked. Since then, 
I'm not sure words to tell me if they're like the same interview with the Metro. Yeah. He said, I made it like six, seven months ago. Yeah. I thought, well, that sounds more like a choice. Well, I mean, like, yeah, quite. I mean, like, I don't know, Eccleston's slight tangent. I mean, his whole kind of thing, like, he's very, very sniffy about Doctor Who as well. Yeah. And how he basically did that for kind of exposure mm-hmm. like, and, and as a favour to Russell T Davies. And it's just like, don't bite the hand that fucking feeds you, buds. He, he, is, he, well, he, he very much, his whole thing is TV and film pays bills yeah. so that he can fuck off and do theatre. Yeah. And he, he very much, but I, 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 I've met Chris Bokes like on, on, on two or three occasions um, and he's a lovely guy. He's a really nice guy. Yeah. Um, and I, the, the two or three occasions I've met him, I've always thought about football because he's a huge football fan. Yeah. Uh, but he's a really nice guy. Uh, but yeah, I did think of what is it. But there was, I don't know, it just, it felt a little bit a little bit rushed. Well, they did quite a lot of reshoots to add more Loki. Yeah, it, it felt like it felt like some of the studios went, "All right, uh, so when the writers went, all right, so is this coming out after the, the next Captain America film then? No. All right, could it after the, the Hulk film then? They're not doing a Hulk film. Well, when's this coming out? We start shooting like a week. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Um, Oh fuck! Uh, and they googled Thor Nemesis and went, "Film it!" And it just rolled it. Went, "Hang on." I mean, that, that's the thing. Like, it, I mean, like Eccleston, I don't, he doesn't look like he's really trying, but also he hasn't got a lot to work with. I, I, I get the feeling they added Loki, and basically, almost in the runtime of the film, they added Loki and took out Eccleston. Awesome. Like, his character's just like, alright, he's pissed off because Anthony Hopkins' character kicked his ass. Yeah. So, for some reason, he wants to destroy the whole world. you got yeah. no real and, idea why. And Anthony Hopkins' character, Anthony Hopkins, uh, the whole thing seems to be, he's doing all of this, and all these people are going to die, and you see, and then Asgard's going to fall just because he's stubborn. Pretty much, yeah. Just because, yeah. Just because, he, just because he's arrogant and stubborn. Yeah. And I... I I just, for some reason, didn't get on with it. I was really looking forward to it because I really liked the first. I still think Chris Hemp was great as um, a star. I um, enjoyed um, Star Skarska. I enjoyed Cat Dennings in it. Tom Hillsman as Loki is brilliant. I still don't think he needs his own movie at all. I think he works better as a side character. He's not going to get one. He's just going to be the main villain in 4-3 again. Yeah, you know, that's about it. You know, which I'm happy with it. You know, he wouldn't work having his own movie. Yeah. He needs to be, a, not a background character, but he needs to be able to flit around. It's like giving Venom his own movie. Yeah. It's it just like, it, okay, he's, he's a good character. He can be a good character when he's in other people's stories. Yeah. You know, and, and, I mean, that's, that's absolutely fine. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, like, I, I liked For the Dark One. I've seen it twice now, and I like, I think I got on with it slightly better the second time round. I, I, there's, there's a strong but, possibility, I might. Yeah, I, but I, I, I don't know. It, it's just... There's not really that much to talk about with it. It does kind of feel like an obligation film, just like we have to have two Marvel films in a year, so yeah. let's do four too. Yeah. Yeah, it absolutely, absolutely felt like that. Whereas Iron Man 3 seems to have more thought going to the whole project. Yeah, not just the film, but the, the whole project. I mean, the good thing with Iron Man 3 is that it, it feels like more of a standalone film than you, you you would imagine Marvel would let the filmmakers get away with. Yeah, whereas for all, there's, there's a 
love story in there that just doesn't work. I mean, just even in terms of like the style of Iron Man three, like the whole kind of the, the, the rating, like the, the Shane Shane Black is yes. Yeah. The fact there's so much of that in there, and yet yeah, then you, and then you've got for the Dark World. I mean, like you got Avengers, which is Joss Whedon through and through, and you got Iron Man three, which is Shane Black through and like through and through to a large extent. Like, I mean, it has got the Marvel stuff in it, obviously, but it is a Shane Black yeah, film. This does just feel like it was directed by a jobber. Yeah. When, you know, Kenneth Branagh directed the... I genuinely think he directed the shit out of four. I don't know. Well, like, the whole Shakespearean kind of thing is, is great. And I think he, he... Like, I think his Asgard is, is pretty fantastic. Um, and, it, yeah, it just... It, Alan Taylor, it, 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 it felt a little bit, to me, like a slightly shitty Chronicles of Riddick. Yeah, I, I, I could go with that. Yeah, it does kind of feel like that. But, I mean, I don't know, like, 4-3, if it is going to be Loki's the bad guy. Uh, it, 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 it certainly won't put me off. It certainly hasn't put me off a thought, a thought, a thought of 3. Mm. It, 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 it further dampens any enthusiasm I had for Terminator 5, because Alan Taylor's directed now. Oh, is it? Yeah, and right. it's just, like, uh, you, you just don't really seem that into it. Uh, I mean, Game of Thrones... It, I love Game of Thrones. It's not the best looking series in the world. It goes for earthy, which I think For the Dark World does. Yeah. But it just comes off as a bit drab. Yeah, there's a, it, there's a lot of wonder destruction in Thor as well. Yeah. And, and, and Japanese men, like, arguing in one shot and then hopping. In the opening bit, it, it's a little bit like that, that Thor's world is a completely different world, yet when they're near an Asian-looking guy, he stood next to loads of baskets of spices, and it's a bit like, hang on a minute, it's a completely fucking different world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would they automatically have spices? Because he's an Asian-looking guy. That's pretty that's funny, just, actually. That's a bit of racism, isn't it? would be like if I was stood at the fucking gate just eating some fried chicken. But also, he... He's supposed to see everything, and all he seems to do is go, oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, 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 no, totally. That's, that's brilliant. Like, he, he is, I know in this film, he's shit at his job, and then just kind of, like, trying to fix it. And it, it it's like he stood there looking, going, oh, I should really tell him that I, I fucking really need glasses nowadays. Yeah, 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 yeah. But if I put them on, you know, they're going to think I'm up to it or anything. Yeah. So I'll, I'll just fucking pretend. Well, that's the thing. I mean, like, when that ship kind of, that invisible ship came in, he was probably in space, so he was trying to get the point of the contact. Like, yeah. It's like, well, that ship could be anywhere. It's like, well, you, well, so far, you couldn't see Natalie Portman, you can't see the big ship. There are two things that you're looking out for. But in fairness, the Natalie Portman thing, he does have the whole, she's in a realm, like, or some sort of weird realm that she can't be seen. The invisible ship, however, it's just excuses. Just excuses. Yeah. So, like, when you see her in that red swirly stuff, that was basically Idris's Elba. Uh, Idris, Idris's Elba. Idris Elba. Oh, that, that sounds like some sort of disease. Okay? Like, oh, you've got a really bad case of Idris's Elba. <laughs>
Bruges and stuff. I mean, like, I, I rewatched Tenebrae, obviously, because we're seeing Goblin tonight. And I like Tenebrae. The dog sequence goes on a little bit too long for my liking. But, um, you know, it's, it's good. And I like how meta it is and how it's Argento sticking his finger up yeah. at, at his critics. The whole kind of, like, accusing the author, Peter Neal, of, like, sexism and hating women and whatnot, which is what Argento was getting accusations of at the time. But then it actually turns out, spoiler alert, in the end, he's one of the killers. So, it, it, you know, it is it is funny and quite enjoyable, that. And it's, it's well-directed as well. I mean, that, that kind of one-take sequence where it's kind of going around, that the crane shot where it's going around the house is, uh, is great, you know. Um, it, I don't know, it's... It's one of the last really interesting, solid Argento films. Yeah, across the board. Yeah, yeah, like across the board, yeah. Um, But yeah, so that was Tenebrae. Um, Shit it off. What else have I been watching? Um, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I mentioned to you, um, on on the train up here, I watched The Darjeeling Limited, which um, I watched uh, back when it came out on DVD, and I really didn't get on with it. Uh, I, I, I still was, I was still very unsure about Wes Anderson at the time, and I just kind of. I, but the thing is, I think I read it completely wrong. I thought it was Anderson being quite pretentious and saying about how you, you know, you go to India and you find yourself, and you, you know, you can you know, be at peace with yourself. But it's not. It's three American idiots yep. go to India and make absolute twats out of themselves and then find peace with each other but yeah. don't actually find any of that other kind of peace that they were looking for that they're desperate to yeah and I mean like the film is very much split into two halves so I mean like, it's kind of more comedic kind of slap not slapsticky but just light hearted stuff when they're on the train then they get kicked off the Darjeeling Limited and it gets darker and more contemplative and I think that actually works quite well um, I you know, I, 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 I just, I think, I genuinely think I read it wrong. It bugged the living shit out of me the first time I saw it, and I just think I was coming at it from completely the wrong place. That's right. I think that with, with with Anderson's films. He's very. I think it can depend on mood you're in. I think when you watch it, and you can. I mean, I didn't like Ten of the first time I watched it, and now it's my favourite with Anderson movie. Um, and I think you can flip that way completely round with them. I really, really didn't get the life of quiet when I first watched it. I still love it. It's a great film. But uh, the second time I watched it, I enjoyed it. So I actually rewatched that on Monday as well. Like, yeah. uh, and I'm, I'm finding this with um, when I before Moonrise Kingdom came out, I watched every single one of his films apart from the Darjeeling Limited. And in the build up to Grand Budapest Hotel, I'm just finding myself going back to. I'm going to watch Moonrise Kingdom in the next week. I'm going to watch Bottle Rocket, Rocket in the next week. I'm probably going to watch Royal Tenenbaums in the next week. I'll watch Rushmore a couple months back. Yeah. So it's just like I, I'm finding myself just going back to his films yeah. and, and enjoying them. Like a like classic. The thing is, and I was reading an interview with Anderson, um, uh, um, in, I think it was in The Guardian over the weekend, and he was saying that... Um, he was uh, he was unhappy with the life of quiet just because he thought he thinks it's too long. He genuinely thinks he just had too much stuff in it, and it is. It's 118 minutes long, and it dra- it kind it does drag a bit. It, 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 it like as it's coming up to its resolution. It, it life of quiet to me feels like a film where a guy's had a lot of time and a lot of a lot of backing off the back of his previous movie, and he's just got he's, he's been a little bit too indulgent. Yeah, even, even though, I mean, like, it's, the, and the thing is, I mean, it's kind of, 
it depends on whether you like his indulgences. I mean, like, he's quite a fetishistic director. And I mean, there's this um, book that's just come out. Have you seen it, the Wes Anderson collection? Yeah. Like, I actually, I've just ordered it. Uh, yeah, because it, like, it was 25 quid on Amazon the other day, which I was thinking was a bit too spicy. But now it's 14. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, fine. And apparently it's like a book-long interview with him, but just, like, with a load of, like, pictures and stuff as well. So that sounds right to me. But it's just like, he's very particular obviously yeah. he, he, even though he doesn't seem to think that he is and life classic is kind of he, he I, 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 I think he would say that he's not particularly he's one of those affectatious things but where he knows he is he's saying it so people will point it out more yeah like, exactly. like, like somebody who's shit who is really good at something saying oh yeah I don't think I'm very good at it so yeah. people will go oh no you are yeah. and it's just like he, 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 he does seem to feed off that because he can't say that he's not when you look at the sheer design of his films they're very particular yeah yeah um, I, yeah sorry go on. And, and, and to sort of I, I've seen sort of other interviews with him where, where he's kind of said you know I don't go in with any sort of particular sort of ideas of how the film's going to look and it's like oh fuck off yeah, I mean, well, yeah, that's Bobbins, obviously, but, I mean, like, with, with The Life Aquatic, though, I mean, like, it, it's kind of like, you, either you're into it or you're not, I think it's it's the, the most, either you're with it or you're not, of his films, maybe that and Darjeeling, perhaps, but, I, I love Moonrise Kingdom, though, you see, really, I mean, that's, I don't know, I, but I love Moonrise Kingdom, so maybe, maybe I just don't, don't see that myself, but, I mean, like, with, with Life Aquatic, I mean, the fact you've got Sue George doing all the David Bowie covers in Portuguese, yeah. you know, and, um, yeah, you've got, I the things like uh, Steve Zizou uh, showing Kate Blanchett's character the Adidas like made trainers that they made especially for him and you know things like even then again you can try that back to Royal Tenenbaums with Ben Stiller and his kids with the Adidas yeah. suits on but uh, it, it's I don't know it, it's a lot you know and even the Henry Selleck stop motion animation you know it's just it's all stuff that you could see as twee if you're not into it yeah but in terms of world building though I mean it, it works very well it's just it's his particular brand of world building is, yeah. is this but I'm getting on maybe it's just because I'm getting older as well I don't know but I'm getting more on board with it possibly yeah maybe maybe I, I don't know but um, yeah so I mean Darjeeling Limited and, and Life Classic I mean I, 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 I now like them both so the only film of his that I'm actually unsure of now is Bottle Rocket, which I've only seen once. So I really like Bottle Rocket. I'm going to watch it again, like, within the next... Uh, by the time Grand Budapest Hotel comes out, I would have watched it yeah. again, so... I'm looking forward to it. Um, but... What's the time? What's this Five to three. Okay. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to really talk about, or did you want to talk about the that was an interesting video thing for a bit? Don't think I was in nothing else that I need to speak about. No, cool. Okay, so yeah, we, we were kind of talking about this um, when we were walking on earlier on. So like today, uh, today as we record, um, Love Film Instant has been rebranded as Amazon Instant Video. Yeah. Uh, you've got to have an Amazon Prime account for it, so it's going to cost you £79 a year. Uh, or no, yeah, you do have to, no. No, if you want Prime, you have to have Instant Video. Yeah. If you want Instant Video but not Prime, then you can have that for something or other a month. I think it's, is it 6 Something like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cheaper over the year to have Prime with... Prime yeah, so, yeah, except with Prime, you can't play month, pay monthly. No. Which yeah, is from retarded. Um, but, yeah, so... This is 
is interesting. It's been getting a lot of press. It came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it came out of nowhere late last week, didn't it? Uh, and then suddenly at the Amazon um, site was saying, in five days you'll be able to yeah. stream thousands of blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, I can't on Netflix already, but cheers. And they've, all, they've also, they were very sparse with the amount of information. I, I, I found out about what was happening with it off, uh, and, and how it actually worked from the Guardian uh, website. Yeah. The, you know, so I thought, well, so do I have to pay that extra £30 to get the love film element of it? Yeah. Is it just love film? Yeah. That was unclear at the start. And the, the learn more on Amazon was you clicked on it and it just had a countdown and it said, millions of products delivered next day, 1,500 movies and TV shows. Prime video, anyway. Yeah. Is that love film then? Yeah. I mean, that, that's that. I mean, that my my general thinking of it is, we we both already got Amazon Prime anyway, so like we we got we got this Amazon Instant Video like basically at no extra charge until our primes renew. But then they'll charge us seventy nine quid. Frankly, I've already cancelled my automatic renewal um, because I am not paying thirty quid extra. When it's a, when it's only on a service that I have to have by force that I don't really want. Well, yeah, um, I, I, I will probably cancel it because um, I've got Netflix. Yeah. Um, I had Love Film before. Um, so did I. And, and to be honest, wasn't happy with their streaming service. Um, and I'll be honest, I, I think that Amazon's Prime service, I, I found it to be fucking terrible. This is, I don't have Prime, actually, I, I, it, it kind of seems to be based on where you live about how good Prime yeah. is, but it's it's alright for me, the stuff always comes next day, and if I order on a Sunday, a lot of the time I get stuff on a Monday, things like that. That's not too bad. I, I had the only time I had to arrive next day, actually, funny enough, was around Christmas time, and I expected it to arrive a couple of days later. Yeah. It didn't look, usually I get stuff two, three days later. Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know, like... The thing is, it just makes Donna and I buy more, to be honest, because it's just like, oh, I'm going to get it tomorrow, you know, so yeah. why not? But, I mean, it just, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's going to be using the same infrastructure as Love Film Instant, which I also used to have. Yeah. And it, it just, I don't know, the selection's okay, but if you've got US Netflix as well, in particular, yeah, you, a lot of the stuff that's exclusive to Amazon Instant Video, you'll probably find on US Netflix. I don't know how uh, the Love Film set works, and I pay not look it I look at uh, Amazon Instant Prime this, this morning, um, and my issue with it is, is you'll have you'll have like a stream very similar to Netflix, it's similar to the sort of app, and you'll have all these films that'll go across, and you'll scroll across them, and you've got a prime price which is free, uh, a rental price which is anything from one forty nine to three forty nine. Um, with that, you rent it, um, you basically download it to your device, and you've got 40 hours to watch it. And you've got a buy service, and you can buy it. Now, the problem is, is not all of these are available for all three of them. So you might see someone on the queue, and you'll go, oh, I'll watch that. Scroll onto it, and click on it, and go, oh, I can only rent it. And I don't want to pay £3.49 for it. Yeah. You know, I don't want to pay £3.49 for something that... And, you know, it, it's, it, it's also... It, it was... I'd look at, so I only had like an hour or so to sort of watch something before I set off and watch something and I was getting myself started. I thought, I'll see what TV's on there. And whereas Netflix, if you've got, let's say, uh, Arrested Development, you go Arrested Development and you, you click Arrested Development and you scroll down which series you want to watch and you go and watch episode 5 of series 4 on Amazon Prime Instant. 
each series is a different tile okay. going down. Yeah. Um, so you can be scrolling along and you can scroll through 30 um, tiles across, and you might have only scrolled through Only Fools and Horses, uh, Arrested Development, and something else. Yeah. And you've gone through 30 tiles. Do you know what? I've really done. I'm not looking. And also, I also actually started watching, I started watching just Dark and Puts One in the background. I started watching Horrible Bosses because I just got bored of looking, yeah. to be honest. Um, and it's supposed to be in HD. And it, it wasn't HD. It was fuzzy. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's one of those things where people would say, oh, yeah, it's written a connection. Like, I, I've got BT Infinity, my name's kicking out at, you know, at that time of day, you know, a weekday at half past nine. I'm picking out a 50 meg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, it's not, it's not going to do it's just, and that was my issue with Lovefell before was the streaming service. In terms of quality versus, in picture quality versus Netflix, it, it just doesn't compare. I mean, they don't offer, like, for those with surround setups, like, like Lovefell Instant never used to offer anything more than two channels as well. And I mean, like, with Netflix, you get Dolby Digital Plus 5.1. You know, and it, I mean, like, and the, and the HD, and it, like, with Super HD, I mean, it, it outputs 1080p. Yeah. Still not as good as a Blu-ray, but it looks very nice. Yeah, yeah it does. I mean, I mean, maybe the HD with, with private instant video, maybe that, it, it, it's just 480, I'm not sure. It, 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 it can't be, the it's yeah, yeah, 720p, yeah. Um, so, no, uh, it could just be 720, you know, the thing is, is... HD is one of those things where you notice it more when you go down than when you go up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, I, I don't know. I just I'm, I'm gonna have a poodle about with it, but I I, I, I mean like it's it's interesting. I mean because they also announced today, funnily enough, that that Ripper Street show has been recommissioned. Yeah. And like Amazon are gonna show it, and it's gonna be on the BBC like three months later or something. Yeah. So I mean like you know that's the kind of thing that they need to do from a business point of view to actually get bums on seats and such. It is, but but <sighs> does it feel a little bit like? A little bit budget supermarket, like yeah, yeah, like you know Netflix. They kept, you know, they they put Breaking Bad on, yeah, you know, the same day. Yeah, they brought back Arrested Development. Yeah, House of Cards is winning numerous awards. Orange is the New Black is you know, is fucking solid. You know, yeah, these yeah. are all Netflix originals or their recommissioned shows. Yeah, and their recommissioned shows, which, which I'm not not I haven't watched. You know, I people say it appears to be really good, but. It's a, a, a BBC series that got shit canned after two series. It, it's not as celebrated a series as something like Arrested Development was, or, you know, the other shows that they're looking at, at bringing back on, on Netflix. I mean, that's, yeah, I suppose you've got that versus Netflix UK is going to have better, better Call Saul the day after it shows on, on yeah. NBC in the US. You know, like, they're already talking about, you know, putting stuff like the next series of um, Sons of Anarchy on you know, Netflix. Apparently, uh, it's probably rumoured that Netflix UK are going to be showing it same day after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And so the now Channel Five keep on dropping US shows after like two episodes or whatever it is. Well, like, yeah, I, I think uh, starting when I, apparently I've read it somewhere that Netflix is trying to get it so that Archer they're going to be the, the people who show Archer in the UK, yeah, yeah. not Channel Five. Yeah, Five keeps on showing out of sequence and all that fucking bloody. Yeah. Because the Justified, they dropped that as well, haven't they? And I think that's only showing on FX or something. Yeah. Uh, it just, yeah, I mean, that, that's, I mean, good on Netflix as well, because they're probably not going to have to pay too much for these either, yeah. because nobody else actually wants to put them on, and yet they can 
have the feather in the cap of look, we're saving it, we're, we're showing you all these shows. Well, yeah, it can be up for those things where, where you know, you know, a show gets cancelled, and you know, I, mean, I, I remember a few years ago, my name is Earl um, got cancelled. Um, it, it was a real surprise because all the cast were still getting paid for the for the rest of the episodes, but they just needed the uh, the set space. Yeah. So it was either they could find somewhere to move the sets to, or it got, got cancelled, and they couldn't find out where the sets to. So it wasn't, a, it wasn't as much a money thing. It was just, it, it was gone. The logistics. And you know, now you, you can see the idea of there, Netflix would go, I'm going to minute, so these actors are already paid. Yeah. Oh, fuck it, we'll find someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they'd turn somewhere and go, oh, you know, we pay this, yeah, can we just borrow money on Sam's stages, but I only need to finish for three months, yeah. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, that's interesting as well. I mean, like Netflix are also kind of like um, buying in, in, in documentaries in particular as well. They had that myth thing and the square, the Oscar nominated one, which yeah. actually we reviewed on 35 Minute Heroes if anyone's interested. But uh, that, that's on Netflix US at the moment, and they say it's a Netflix original. Yeah. You know, and it, it's, um, I mean, they're, they're getting some high quality stuff. I mean, it's going to be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how Amazon responds, but it does kind of feel like they're a bit of a me too. At the moment, it, it does. Yeah. The thing is, Amazon do seem like they're quite a ploddy company. Yeah, you know. I, I mean, you look at. I mean, you only have to look at Amazon's website, and it, Amazon's website still looks like it's a late nineties website. Yeah, it still sure. looks like shit. Yeah, and it's still a fucking nightmare. Never get. Yeah, you know, if you want to, for instance, I'm a steelbook collector. I type in Blu-ray steelbook, and then it hit cheapest first, just see if they've got any bargains. It doesn't give you the cheapest first, it just gives you, it just goes, ah, yeah, yeah, just puts yeah, it in, yeah. it's not even an order, it's just whatever order it feels like that day. And it might be because there's a used one that's listed at £3.97, yeah. yeah, but I'm not going to fucking buy that, I want to know what you're selling it yeah, for. Yeah. And it, it, it just, I was sort of thinking those companies where they do just enough because they're the biggest at what they do. Yeah, and, and that's what it feels like, and it just feels like they've gone, we bought this little film thing, but we've not done it for two years, have we? Fuck it, we'll, we'll rebrand it. We'll rebrand it and we'll incorporate it into our Prime thing, so we can, we can put our Prime up. I'll be intrigued to see what, what happens with their subscriber figures, though, because it's like, it's little things like, apparently, their disc and streaming package, their one disc at a time, and streaming package is going up to 9.99 from 7.99. Yeah, and, and like I remember, I used to have three discs at a time, yeah. and streaming for like eleven ninety nine. And yeah. it, it's it's well, I, th- I think yeah, I think you have three discs and you'll be seven ninety nine, but you don't get streaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, oh, it's the streaming, I think it's yeah, it's nine ninety nine, ten ninety nine. It just it's they're obviously just trying to kill the rental business, the, the rental business off completely. I mean, they stopped games rentals as well now yeah. as well, haven't they? So it, I don't know, it, it's that's people stealing. Yeah, yeah, you'd have to imagine that. That's exactly what people would just say. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we're going to... Yeah. They say, like, well, all right. And because you have three a year, but that happened, people would literally just see things. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, did you see the Netflix drawn video that they put out? No. Netflix put out a mock video of drones. Really? Yeah. That was like, it was a mock video that had... Uh, called Netflix drones, which would drop off uh, a movie uh, the same day that you wanted it within 15 minutes. And so you just had like all these like, these people like on their laptops in like cafes and these drones that drop in the thing down on the on the counter. 
um, and all these people like jumping up and going, yeah, and like, I'm dropping it in like the sea and stuff like that, all these drones. It was, it was quite clearly I'm just sort of having a go at, at, at Amazon. <laughs> Brilliant. Bloody hell, nice. Uh, well, I think we've run that dry anyway. Yes. Um, what's the time? It is. It's, it's nearly ten past, actually. Quick point? Yeah. Let's have a point. Let's go. Bye. Bye. I think it's recording. Oh, okay. Is it? Is it doing time? Yeah, it's doing it. It's, it's doing, it's doing stuff. Is it doing stuff? Oh, man, that's brilliant. You want to get the data phone? Hello, and welcome to another episode of... Wait, the fucking... Wait, hello, and welcome to... You don't have to hold it right up to your mouth. <laughs>
Gerard. Gerard. You don't mind. Gerard. 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 You've seen this movie. Gerard. No, Gerard. You've seen this movie. Not Gerard. Wait. Gerard. Wait. Wait. You've seen this movie. Yeah. What the fuck? Well, I was in Manchester. I needed something to do, and I thought I may as well go and see Tom Hiddleston be a vampire. So, what the fuck? So, what the fuck, then? Okay. I, I, I told you I've seen this movie. What the fuck? I've seen the movie. Uh, reason why I saw the movie. It's a movie. It's out, and you know you're a guy who likes movies, so I think it's fair for me to ask you what the fuck. But if you're not prepared to answer, the... no, no, no. I, I did just answer the question. No, so what, 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 there's an awful lot. Of, I'm just there's an awful lot of people out there who want to know. The answer to the question, what the fuck, and I think we might have danced around the subject a little bit, so, are you, like, how, how much do you need, how much do you want to say about it? Like, how much do I want to say about it? Yeah, I mean, left there are people who, in, in general, so not yeah. in response to the question, what the fuck, well, in terms of me seeing only lovers left or right, I think, well, 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 it's very, it's your question, it's very clear, because only lovers left or right, yeah, it's very clear, that's your question, so it's fine, that's what I'm fine, I'm glad we got through that impasse, because I thought that was going to be a potential, well, I would like you to address the question, I so I'm glad. So, what did I think of it? I thought it was really fun, and, and I thought it was paced really well. I thought it was genuinely funny, which I wasn't expecting. I thought Tom Hiddleston was great. I thought Tilda, Tilda Swinton was great. Uh, John Hurt was solid. Um, uh, Anton Yelchin and uh, Mia Wasikowska uh, were uh, very good in their roles. Uh, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about this rather pissed. Yeah. So I'm only going to be coming up with words like good, solid, and uh, erotic. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, aside from that, I had a good time with the film. It's Jarmusch having fun, and I think the audience will have fun with it, as long as they know what to expect. Plus, you almost see Tom Hiddleston's winky. So, what's not to love? I think that's a fantastic answer, and I, I'm going to have to move on to you, Mark, at this point. And I think it's very no, clear. No, no, from everybody. I think it's very clear. Is What's his name again? Who's it? Okay. I think we're going to have to go directly over to you at this point. And, uh, it is no recording. It's not going to be back to We're, we're clearly going to have to go over to you at this point and try and find out what the, what the story is here. Because... We respect, we respect your friend and the fact that he's prepared to, to, but like, let's get to the, let's answer the question, let's answer the question that he wasn't prepared to answer. He danced around the subject a little bit, let's get to the fucking bottom of this. Mark. Yes. What the fuck? What the fuck? Got and I, and I thank you, Franz. Yeah. Well, I'm going to, because I'm not as quickly as my other girl. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the fuck, essentially, is Tom Hiddleston and Tillis Wynn and the play Vampires have been alive a long time. Yeah. They've kind of become a little bit bored with the general sort of yeah. humans, and they refer to humans as being um, zombies, um, and that's why they refer to them. What, so, what, what happens, happens there is you've got the living, they are married, zombies who are married, so you're living, uh, Vampires were married, and they wake 
Right, so tell us when and uh, Hillsborough and I'm married. I'm married, yeah, and they're not both fires, but they live in. So is there, is there genuinely this? No, is there still the same sort of like. Is it, is it one of those outright situations where they've been around forever? Yes, so, yeah. Uh, it is. Uh, but they're a little bit like bourgeois dickheads, but they're very much aware of that. Uh, the whole thing of it coming in is Tom Hiddleston's character is, and this is a spoiler, we are not all spoilers all the time, um, he's starting to wear a little bit disillusioned with the life of being a vampire, so Tom Hiddleston's character comes across to Detroit, which is a great setting for the film, because Detroit's this wonderful city that was born out of capitalism, uh, with the, you know, General Motors, and the Ford Motors, and then what happens essentially is, when it's capitalism so much in Detroit, it actually became a, a non-city and it went from a booming city to being not a city and it's the whole birth and death thing. Well, can I, can I, can I, throw, can I, can I, throw, can I just generally throw something out there now because we actually, it, we covered the trailer of this on 35 Mallory, Mallory Heroes or something Sorry about that. 
system. Why, um, yeah, can't remember what I was going around. I really can't remember. We had to review the whole house. Sorry then, Lord, my Zanzi over here. No, 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 no. It, 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 it just looks like that kind of thing. It is, it is, uh, it is uh, along those kind of lines. But it's, it's, it is. Well, like, what's that? But, like, we're, we're talking about trying to update, like, the vampire fucking thing. And, and I thought my Zanzi did a perfectly good job this, of that. Uh, Bundle of Supply does nothing new for the vampire. It seems like a really romanticized well, version. What I liked about it was the um the Tilsman and the Tom and the Scout, they felt like really lived in relationship. It wasn't like, Oh, I love you and all the fairy dust and all that. It was like they are actually probably a couple of bit together for a relationship. They don't have any like yeah. major options. I mean, they I mean, know each other. The Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, no, I mean, 
a gym jam who's not. Yeah, but what do you think about the idea of it just crossing over? I think the idea is it crossing over. I think the actors involved and the genre is. Do it, do it, do 
Why? Well, he really weren't. I think the thing is, I think the thing is with him is you could go, you could have gone into that entire situation with like fucking yes, I have a certain knowledge of these movies and these films and, 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 and these soundtracks. Such a huge hit all the time. Like I get goosebumps listening to that at home. Yeah. So I'm in a room full of 
full of like, I don't know, what, 400 fat guys with beards, I feel even more like comfortable. Oh, these right. are my people. Like, like a little world. Yeah, these are my people. I am slightly taller than most of you. I am your king. Yeah. I'll live with my mum anymore. Yes. <laughs> There was an awful lot of beer living. There was a lot. There was a guy who talked to me who I hope doesn't listen to this, but he said a lot of words to me and I nodded an awful lot. And he, he started talking to me because he liked my t shirt. You're not wearing a t shirt. I, I am under my jumper. At what point did you take that jumper? Up? When the point where I got warm. Has he got a superhero in the world you see one layer deep? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I apologize for what you're doing. I can shoot something like this. I clearly wasn't paying attention. I can see what you were wearing. Oh, yeah. You've got a coat on. You can see what you're wearing. It's very warm. You can see the parts. Just one lap. Yeah, just one lap. But he started talking to me, like, all the way through the early, like, transition from, like, deep cuts to, like, hey, we're here. And I was like, dude. Yeah. 
and the rhino there you go. To me, Bruce just came up with that before you. So, yeah. I perfectly prefer to hand it over to Chris. If you don't fucking bastardize him, I go in. We're going to call him the Rhino Roman. Which you inevitably will. You won't pause. Please just hush up. Okay, so, um, Chris, you actually came up with the idea for the Rhino. Alright, um, you've got four films. Four films. Four films. Yeah. What films we do? Yeah. 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 Yeah.
So what's the, is it, is it, is it a CG movie? No, 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 it's uh, from the mid-90s. Isn't it Bruce Willis, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruce yeah. Willis plays like DC yeah. on here. No, no I'll put it for anything. And that's the main hook, is Bruce Willis. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, Why do I don't remember? I don't remember it. I put it in Santa Claus. That's the post of the hook. There's kids' parents, Julie Lee Dreyfus, and... I just don't remember it. I don't. I just don't remember it happening. I don't this remember that though. That's the fellow, and they're like shit parents. So he runs away, and then he he moves in with like oh, other all the parents. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember that. I don't. Are you going to go on and come on and do it with us that week that we do? Oh, yeah, fuck it, I'll do it, yeah. Yes, God. I don't, I don't, I don't. I might be able to try. No, super fan. Stand by me. Misery. I'm misery. Oh, you're only allowed four, so if you want to swap out one, you do it now. Rumour has it. They are recommended. <laughs> <laughs> to, be fair, to be fair, I have rumour has it on my TV, because I always wanted to I always have it on DVD. <laughs> Shit it up. May I recommend uh, Trick and L Stand By Me, because everyone knows it's a classic, and it might not be the most interesting discussion. Just, you know, just a little FYI. Yes. That's fucking awesome, man. So, what are we putting in the stage? Should we just review it now? Um, yeah. Have you seen Stand By Me? I've not seen one. I've seen one. I've seen one. I've seen one. I've Stand by me, no. Uh, 
this the bit where he says, oh shit, Chris, because he's got Lee Chai's balls. What's your least favourite bit? Uh, the bit where... Where Lee Chai's balls? No, the bit where... When the leech comes off his balls. <laughs> 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 when, the, when the leech ball situation is over, no, it's just like, what, this bit? No, yeah, I feel... No, no, actually, no. No, fuck off. The fucking... My favourite bit. My spin-off. My favourite line of my entire film is... My favourite line of my entire film is... Go get the... Go get the provision, you morphin day. That's a great line. My least favourite line of that film is anything that's not that. Go get the provision, you morphin day. Are you happy with the first part of what Brian got for? I can't see how I can improve. I'm pretty sure we've done stuff by the way. Next. What are we doing next?